It's another episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We're going to just go through a lot of the things that we experienced through this offseason. It's a slow day, so might as well bring in a friend, AZ Sports Guy, to help us talk about all these things. So you want to stay locked in. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes, your number one daily Arizona Coyotes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, the Odyssey app, and if for those uh, who are nice and local, we're also on the 12 News app. We got a great show for you guys today. We're going to talk just a lot of these casual off-season conversation. We got AZ Sports Guy joining us on this com- on this episode. Welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you on. I appreciate you inviting me. I've never been on an app before. That wasn't Twitter. <laughs> it's it's very fancy. Uh, you can get it wherever apps are are obtained. Uh, I assume you have to go to the dark web, like a news <laughs> app. That 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 has to be super high tech and secret, right? Locked away somewhere. Locked on. Yeah. Ah. Locked on. Locked <laughs> away. Yeah. We'll find I it. Absolutely love it. Um, but for a lot of people who don't know you, I'm like you've you know like you've been around in in, in covering a lot of Arizona Arizona um, sports. Obviously, AZ sports guy. And look, you have got all the jerseys behind you. Yeah. All the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's absolutely amazing. And we're going to get into talking a lot of different things that we saw this offseason. I want to start things off by going to the, you know, the Coyotes Arena situation because that back in June we had the initial city council meeting and uh, I believe you were there, right? You were there as yep. one of the people who uh, who spoke up in support. <laughs> Um, so but for like three hours. <laughs> how was yeah, how did that meeting go cuz you were actually there? I I know I was stuck in Tucson at the time, but <laughs> Yeah, I was watching on TV. I left to go for a walk and then came back and it was still happening. And I'm like, God damn, this is way too long. <laughs> Gosh darn it. This so long. Yeah, no, yeah. I was at work listening to it. I got through like the coyotes feel and I'm like, yeah, you know, donors talking. That's great. And then the, I think the, the airport came on and make it home. Hey, do we still have time to you know, shower or whatever? Hey, can we make it over to Tempe? And for the last like three hours, I, I, the only time I was alive was when they, they voted to go ahead with negotiations and when I went up there because I was terrified and uh, I, I I can't talk publicly. Then again, I can't talk on YouTube videos either, so I suppose it's pretty consistent at least. See, that's why I wrote my comment down uh, and sent it in that way uh, because I am also not good at talking publicly. Uh, can I ask, have you ever been to the Glendale City Council meetings? I think... I was in middle school to high school those were going on, so I don't want to unintentionally lie. I think I went one, but I I, I remember being in like the, the little meeting hall. I just don't remember anything from that, so I'm going to say probably one time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a couple. They all blend together, so if you told me you'd been to like seven or one, I'd been like, yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it worked, yeah. <laughs> 
and 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 Carl can say how different they are because. <laughs> Yet Glendale City Council meetings were always like, like even when you knew that there was going to be support, everyone was very tired that they had to be there. Like Tempe seemed excited and happy. Like even though it wasn't like a unanimous vote, they're like, "Oh, this is cool. Like we're all having a good time." Um, <laughs> very different vibe from anything I ever saw in Glendale. I mean, except for Donor, he was just that, that poor man. It just was exhausted after he's like, oh, he even said, "I hope this is the last one I have to go to." And I'm like, I understand that, but the fact that that man is still there, he was there what the entire was it seven hours. From start to finish, that man was there. I'm like, I got nothing but respect. But yeah, no, I felt that. And I was only there for three hours, let alone however many that man's been to. <laughs> yeah, but he's in the business now. He wears a suit every day. I'm, I'm sure he's used to it. Like, do you, you have to imagine, like, phone calls with the NHL brass are worse than a city council meeting. Just like, all right, we're, we're doing the rule book. We're on rule commission 75.3 C should we remove this word or not let's hear let's hear some thoughts Doe, do you have thoughts on this charging rule just add a word I don't care what word yeah. just add one <laughs> let's do it slightly different so we can just get out of here <laughs> look we'll come back we're going to talk about it next year anyway because a guy like he skated a little too fast for one small section so we'll be here next year anyway <laughs> I don't know why I picked charging. I probably should have done like offsides review. Something that actually changes. I don't think there's been any changing to charging since uh they invented charging. It's been a pretty consistent one. Got to be something, but it's probably like wording. Like, okay, yeah. the goes over here instead of here. Like starting your T's crossing your eyes. I mean, they have to, you know, in, in those cases, you have to be very specific, right? Because, like, you know, you want to make sure that everyone understands. Because there are stuff where people, like, don't, like, there are even still rules these, you know, today where you're just like, all right, this is still very vague. Mm-hmm. I, I remember it was either an offsides or an icing call. I can't remember which, but I went into the actual rules and broke it down line by line for an article and be like, this is why it was not offsides. Uh, and then someone commented, they're like, did you just put it because it wasn't offsides? I was like, I mean, I did put that. I didn't just put that. I had to explain why. When you write an article, you don't get to put like, because my opinion. Uh, <laughs> But I have to say, reading the rules for whatever rule it was, it's just like, God damn, they put a lot of time and, and energy into this playbook. Absolutely. It's a whole lot of words to say, not very much. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. I, I, I thought there was a <laughs> pause. Yeah. But uh, anyways, though, um, kind of back to the whole like city council, the whole new arena thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how excited are you for this potential new arena? Because like it – like we saw the we saw the renderings, right? I think both Carl and I can say, "Holy crap, this thing is beautiful." <laughs> yeah. I I am I guess just be a cynic for a, a few seconds. I'm more excited that finally like this can be done. Like there there's no more arena over our head. There's no more oh, they're in a bad part of town. It's like finally quality spot of town closer to the fans, closer where all the money's at, a good solid building and a growing city like finally have that but then on the other side, it's just 
it, the arena looks really cool, but also kind of like a copper saddle dome almost, like kind of like yeah. a, a Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum on on steroids, and that's gonna be really cool to see. I think it's like about a thousand seats less than a lot of other arenas, but that's really not that big of a deal. We're playing in 5k right now, but I'm just, I, I want it to be done. I want the Coyotes to have that permanent home and I want this to be a profitable team and like, Hey, leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. It, it looked great. Uh, I, I do kind of wonder like, cause all of the footage showed the lake. And I'm like, people are going to know that there's not actually a lake there. Like the lake doesn't go that far and they are not. But (laughs) Arizona is currently in the midst of a water crisis. I think the last thing they're going to do is extend Tempe town Lake. That just seems like a, a very ill-advised use of water. Probably. Would it look cool though? Hell yeah, it would. <laughs> it, it would, yes. Yes. If we somehow find a way to solve water, uh, then it would be great to extend the lake. There was just one detail where I'm like, I know that part of town. There's no lake behind it. It's all lake bed. <laughs> it's all river bed. <laughs> yeah. River <laughs> river bed. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, we could do something super elaborate, like just go steal a bunch of ocean water. Just put that right there. It's like, hey, we're not wasting our own water. We're just... <laughs> steal an ocean water <laughs> i mean like they can do what a lot of other cities like have done and just like super treat the water and just release it as reclaimed water right there like they could i mean a lot of water a lot of reclaimed water to do so um yeah i re- I remember years back uh i was in college and i was living by the lake uh, very close to where the arena is going to be, and it broke, like because it's held like back by barricades. Oh, One man. of the barricades broke, yeah, and the lake drained, and it was the most disgusting smelling thing I've ever like experienced in my life. Just like gross water, all gone, and just dead fish everywhere. Uh, horrible, horrible time. Sounds great. Oh, that's a that's a party. That's yeah, dead fish everywhere. <laughs> it's gonna be the selling point for one of the games. Like you know, if the Coyotes win the Stanley Cup, we're gonna uh, drain the lake. <laughs> drain the lake. We're gonna play hockey with the fish. Yes. <laughs> uh, the rumors at the time, I think, was they released an alligator or a crocodile to eat all the dead fish. That could backfire. So. So much. Look, they're parkouring in Florida. Like, I, I don't want those anywhere anywhere close to here because they've learned how to climb fences. They're evolving quicker than we are. I mean, here in Arizona, like, we have, like, I wouldn't be, wouldn't surprise us somehow the Gila monster evolves enough to just do something like that. <laughs> oh, I'm keeping my eyes on the Havelina. They're planning something. You just know it. They are planning. They really are. These are vicious, angry. Why don't we have a sports team called the Havelina? You know what? Uh, they should move the Roadrunners up here and make them the Havelina or bring a new lacrosse team in and make them the Havelina because we, we I mean, need that sports name. I had I have had a colleague of mine um, advocating for uh, Prescott Valley to get an, to, to get an, an AHL team for a while. But That would be interesting. I mean, Yeah, but you know – 
every single like announcer is gonna pronounce it like the javelina. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Oh, you're not wrong, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, Especially if it's hockey, some like good old Canadian boy would be like, "Oh yeah, you got the ECHL Javelinas," and you're just like, "Nope." I like it, love it. Jav- it's like, no, make it a javelina with a javelin. Then it fits, no <laughs> matter how they how they do it, it's pronounced properly. <laughs> then again, they always say Tempe, they say Gila River Arena. <laughs> yeah, uh, it keeps going like that, but. Once once again, I uh, just wanted to remind everyone that we're talking with AZ Sports Guy in today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. We're having a casual off-season conversation, kind of, you know, getting caught up. You know, it's the uh, it's the off-season. There are not a lot of hockey going on, but that's okay. We'll we'll get through it anyways. We're going to have we have more to get to on this episode, but first I got a PSA from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many, and as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyways? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled up. All right, let's continue this episode once again with Daisy Sports Guy. Going through some of these topics of the offseason, let's kind of move forward now to the draft, right? Because it was a wild draft for the Arizona Coyotes. They had, you know, um, a, a number of picks in the first couple of rounds. Um, and just go, to go through the first, you know, their three picks in the first round. And Logan Cooley, Connor Geeky, and Maverick Lamoureux. Like, mm-hmm. Lamoureux has still got the big question mark for a lot of people, but like, Geeky and Cooley, there's a lot of talk around these two kids, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of talk. A little bit more about Geeky. It's weird. There's a lot of people that I, I understand, like, one of my good friends, Kyle Pereira, is really good at, at giving me information on prospects. Not a big fan of his skating specifically, but there's a lot of people that don't like a lot of aspects of his game. But I'm like, but he's got size, he uses it, good offensive ability. And as long as it seems the Coyotes are doing it the proper way this time, they keep hiring the right coaches and right development coaches. Stuff like skating should be ironed out, though. Unfortunately, it probably takes an extra like six months that you could have been working on something else. But I like that pick. Uh, Cooley, we don't even need to talk about Cooley. That's just, he's just the perfect pick. And, and the fact that, that from the rookie camp to his most recent World Juniors, he's just been electrifying uh, a couple of minor injuries that he's pretty much immediately bounced back from, still hasn't lost any uh, any step back at all with his skating or his offensive ability. And then Lamoro, I really like his work ethic and those intangibles. You, you can't teach, what is it, like a, a almost seven-foot wingspan or, or whatever it is. It, big kid, just really big kid, good work ethic. And it's just I, I'm glad I got him under contract. I figured that would take another two or three years to do that. So I'm maybe they see something a little uh, closer than a lot of us are seeing. And 
I think they've hit on all three of them so far. And it's actually kind of funny. I'm still high on Geeky. This is no way, shape, or form like a knock against him. He might be the worst of the three. Like, as of right now, just with that Lamoureux signing, with he's showing something. So I'm like, this is going to be a pretty good draft class. Uh, I remember um, I shared a comparable, and uh, unfortunately, Connor Geeky was compared to uh, uh, Dylan Strom, uh, especially for that skating. And Coyotes fans were not excited about that comparison. But, like, it's like, hey, he's not going third overall with that having, like, being a significant crush. He's, what was he, 11th? 11th. 11th, yeah, 11th. Yeah. So, like, middle 10, maybe still a little bit of a reach, but but not going to have that same level of comparison. Uh, I just love that Coyotes fans continue to have PTSD over, like, every failed prospect. Even though, like, he had, like, a really good season with Chicago. I think I'm actually one of the few Coyotes fans that's high on Strom because I heavily criticized Taka at the time because when, you, when you're watching 17, uh, 18, 19 was the first year I started covering. I was working at the arena as a guest service rep, so I'm sitting there, great view every single game. And just the little things that, that he was doing right on the ice, if he had top six minutes, he would have been, he would have had top six production. He's running a more efficient second power play unit than the first unit was. I think all of his points at, at that point of the season, it was six points were on the power play. I, I was top seven in face-off percentage. Like, I understand higher expectations, and that's going to come with a third overall selection. But it's just, I feel like if we had Turnier back then and a system that was a little more uh, flexible for someone like Stromer, I feel like Coyotes fans wouldn't have nearly as much PTSD on that front. But then again, Kyle Turris, uh, Martin Hansel just never hitting that, that level we wanted him to hit. Uh, Daniel Winnick's another one that comes to mind. It's like just guys that either didn't hit it or just never turned out all that good, especially in Arizona. Completely understandable. I completely understand why there's some PTSD there. Yeah, I think we could all agree. Uh, a lot of people did not do well under Tockett for some reason. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. He'll probably coach again. Hopefully not. <laughs> Unless he's coaching the Kings. You can coach the Kings all you want, Mr. Tockett. Get them away from the playoffs. I very much appreciate that. Uh, love, love I was kind of surprised he didn't end up in Philly. Um, and it got Tortorella instead. I'm like, I, I am not sure who the, the better choice between the two of those is. Either choice would have been perfect for that city. Just the attitude. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think it's going to turn out well. Don't mistake me for no. saying it's going to like be good. Uh, Torts is a fine coach, but from what I can tell, he has a reputation of it kind of wearing on his players. It's either going to be they're going to be a, a top three team in, in the East for the first half of the year and crash, or it's going to be a crash from the beginning, and I have no idea which I'm here for either one. <laughs> uh, I, I just I, I kind of want it to be the beginning. I don't want to give them hope and then have like – Philadelphia come like with a massive loss streak and like end up with the first overall pick. That would just be sad. Oh God, they get Connor Bedard. Them or Chicago getting Connor Bedard would probably be the worst uh, like case scenario out yeah. of all of it. Spe- speaking of which, let's say the let's say the Coyotes you know strike gold and somehow are able to get Connor Bedard. I want to p- paint a picture for people and and, and you included. You know, mm-hmm. of the Coyotes could look like in 2025, right? Of a top six that includes Clayton Keller, um, Logan Cooley, Nick Schmaltz, Connor Bedard, Connor Geeky, 
and um, Dylan Gunther. Oh, God, that kid's going to be so good. <laughs> Stud. I mean, the big question is, where's Travis Boyd in that? Uh... <laughs> He'll be your fourth line anchor and find a way to score 15 goals there because what is it with us having fourth liners? Like, I, I liked Brad Richardson until I didn't. And then he just randomly pulled that that sub twenty goal season out of nowhere, and that overtime goal against the the Predators. And I'm like, what is it with us and these fourth liners that, for no reason, no logic, are just hey, uh, he's borderline like a second to third liner on your team for like this fifty game stretch. I mean, for for Boyd, it was easy. He spent the entire season with Keller and Schmaltz. Um, who at one point, uh, especially under Tockett, were the fourth line for some reason. <laughs> Go, going back to fun Tockett decisions, like just being like, okay, so you have Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz listed as the fourth line. You're still playing them top line minutes. Why are they on the fourth line? Is, is it just like sending a message to them? I don't know. It's all egos. It's, it's, it's either that or just there was a clerical error. We we fixed it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, go ahead. You're gonna say. Something. Oh, I was I was gonna say. Uh, so you were a fan of Cooley over Shane Wright, though, because mm-hmm. I I do think that was a big question. And like when you actually get there, I remember watching the draft. I'm like, do you? Do you stick with Cooley or do you go with Wright? Because it seemed like it was all about Wright for so long. Mm-hmm. And it arguably to any any hockey mind, it's about Wright all the way up until the draft. I personally didn't think Slavkov I thought the Slavkovsky uh, momentum and talk was just we see it every year. Oh, is the consensus number one overall pick actually number one? So I figured Wright would still go. But for me personally – as soon as I found out, uh, I'll be a little more generic since there's more eyes on me now. Uh, a, a, in my opinion, reliable source fed me the information that after speaking to Shane Wright personally, he expressed zero interest in coming to Arizona and considering the fact that BA, he only wants people that want to play here. He was even talking about before the draft. You know, one of the first questions is, you know, if we draft you, will you play for us? Do you want to play for us? Wright had no interest. And as soon as that happened, I'm like, get him off the board going at Cooley, even before that that became a question we all knew of, hey, you know, or do you want to play here? Cooley's like, oh, yeah, I love Clayton Keller. I love what they're doing there. The college arena wouldn't bother me at all. I'm like, this kid, like the, the most explosive offensive player in the draft, in my opinion, at the very least offensive center, and he wanted to play here. That's Even if he flames out, which I, I don't see happening, that's still that level of exciting talent and wanting to come to the desert. That made it a no-brainer for me. Like, you go for Cooley over Wright, not because Cooley's guaranteed to be better, but because he wants to be here. He'll probably thrive more here because, theoretically, let's say you take Wright. Let's say that source that I had, 100% accurate, doesn't want to be here. So we have another Kyle Turris. We have another situation where we draft someone that doesn't want to be here and we wasted a, a let's just say you go third, a third overall pick. Yeah, that's, that's great for the franchise. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, if you look at at Geeky and Lamaru, like both of them also really wanted to be here. Uh, I remember Geeky came down. It was just like, oh, yeah, 
love it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you bring a kid from Manitoba to, to Scottsdale, Arizona to be like, you want to live here? They're, they're just going to be like, yes, yes, please. And I don't think uh, Lamaru has stopped smiling uh, in any picture I have seen him in. He's just like, what? I get to be in Arizona? This is awesome. Did you see Geeky's comments it was at the draft party? And, uh, you know, after the draft, I was like, oh, you know, something about Arizona. I was like, oh, yeah, well, the weather's a lot better than Winnipeg. And I'm like, I love you. Come to get over here. I, I want to see you play in Tucson as soon as possible. I want you to be going through the system. Let's go have fun. Screw it. Get Morgan. Find a way to, uh, to acquire Morgan. Let them both play together. I don't care. Ah. <laughs> uh. Just that, re- that is Winnipeg ice and just bring him to Tucson. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying Winnipeg has a history of moving to Arizona. I am just saying. Uh, a while back, we talked to uh, to Justin Emerson, who did work with ASU hockey. Uh, and I remember when I talked to them, like back when they were still an ACHA team, they'd be like, yeah, you know, we just we take a kid from winnipeg he's like the best of his thing he's not going to be a professional hockey player we know this uh we take him down to to, you know asu we show him around asu we show him the girls we show him the atmosphere (laughs) they're like hey you're not going to be a professional hockey player do you want to just come play hockey in in college and like yeah yeah leave winnipeg sure i'm like yeah that's how you do it still works to this day uh, I, I guess we now know the secret to taking 18, 19-year-old kids out of Canada. You want to come play with warm weather and, and, and good-looking women? Come on, let's go. Let's go. You're never going to be there when it's 115. What do you got to worry about? You're going to be Coyotes. back in Canada. <laughs> Coyotes are going to be playing in Jude, uh, at least not I mean, for a while. Can, I mean, they can be if they want to be. I mean, freaking Austin Matthews has is even though he was you know grew up here, but like still like he he has his home in Scottsdale still, so he's always oh. around. And and a lot of you know hockey players do the classic thing of retiring to Arizona. Uh, yep, Arizona and Florida, two of the biggest. You see it in football. I don't think you see it in basketball as much. You see it in baseball a lot. Hockey people come here. It's like you know what. Uh, my wife is not going to complain about uh, really good weather for most of the year. I guess we're moving to Arizona. <laughs> you know, it was funny because I was, um, you know, you said like all those former players and just in general, like I was joking about it because I was driving through Paradise Valley the other day and I'm like, yep, this is where all of the retired football and hockey, basketball and hockey players go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all Paradise Valley, yeah. Paradise Valley, Scottsdale, Chandler. East Valley is just retired people. They have enough money to be able to run the AC all through the summer (laughs) for a massive place, so they're fine. Yeah, they're they're good. Most of them probably have ice rinks in their basement. I would. You know, I'd have a street hockey rink because I'm poor, but, like, same same deal. (laughs) You know, that's where I'm going to try to find Austin Matthews' place. I'm just going to say, all right, let's see what looks like it's colder when my house hockey rink. Like just have a thermal cam and be like, this one's colder. Hello, uh, Mr. Matthews, are you in? <laughs> Got to show up with a mustache, though. Like, just get a marker, put a mustache on. I was like, hello, I'm looking for Mr. Matthews. All right. So I need to share the story. Um, back uh, so, so long ago, so goddamn long ago. Um, uh, one of my coworkers 
when I was with the Harlem Globetrotters, it was our first year. He's like, yeah, hey, you know hockey, right? And I'm like, yeah, I, I know hockey. I was like, there's this kid who lives in my apartment complex in Scottsdale. Apparently, he's a hockey player. I'm like, oh, yeah? What's he like? He's like, oh, he's tall, blonde, European-looking guy. I'm like, Oliver Ekman Larson? It's like, that's it. And I'm like, you live with Oliver Ekman Larson? <laughs> And this was like he had just come up uh, from the AHL, like, I think the season before. So, like, still fresh. Didn't have the money. So, he was just living in a Scottsdale apartment complex. And our, me and the guy didn't get along too great. So, I never got the chance to be like, hey, man, can I just come over to your complex and hang out and maybe meet Oliver Ekman Larson? <laughs> But if we had gelled even like a little bit, uh, that definitely would have been something that happened. It was just like a, eh, I don't necessarily want to hang out with you, even if it means meeting one of my favorite players. You dropped the bag, Carl. You should have just changed your entire personality to emulate this guy, just to fake being his friend for six months so that you could actually get your way to Oliver Eckford Larson. You would have been working for the Coyotes right now. You, you wouldn't be on a, on a podcast. You'd be lifting a cup. I don't know where I'm going with the cup, but you're lifting it. <laughs> I'm just a member of OEL's entourage. You'd be like, yeah, you know, he pays me. I hold his, like, bag sometimes. It's, it's fine. Just kill there and tell him how good of a defenseman he still is. It helps him get up in the morning. It's fine. Be like, no, OEL, it's, it's fine that you started a clothing line that sells just bottom underwear and hats. Uh... <laughs> My favorite fashion statement underwear and hats. <laughs> uh. <laughs>